worst looking one is. Except, wow, one looks like... I forgot the name of a Trump's son-in-law. Kushner? Kushner? Yeah, this dude looks like Kushner. Mm. Chris Murphy from Not Connecticut. Look. Oh, I've heard that name before, I, but that might just be because all white run, people are named I Chris think Murphy. He, he, he was either on one of the uh, impeachment committees or he was running for president. One of those two. I feel like it was... Possibly both. Maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who is the worst photo. A member of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Let's see. Hmm. Roy Blunt looks like a caricature of a person. Is that his last name? Yeah. But he, look, he looks like a caricature drawing. Oh, no, he does. Oof. You hate to see it. Oh, the mouth really is what does it. <laughs> Tom Udall looks... Oh, my sad. God. How, are you, how do you spell that last name? Tom Udall... Oh, Lord. Hmm. I don't know. Right now, it's Roy Blunt is the funniest. Roy, Roy Blunt certainly has the funniest picture. Ed, Ed Markey looks pretty funny, too, because he kind of looks like if you put Ron Paul, like, in a cocktail shaker and just shook him for a while. Okay. I'll oh, give I would Ted love Cruz to a see little him respect because he actually has the beard in his now. It's weird that I'll the, give a little respect for that. It's weird God. that the beard works for him. I really don't like it. I, I regret I saying what I said. I like anything at all about Ted Cruz. But you got to respect a you got to respect the person willing to have facial hair in Congress. That's just the way it is. Is I that an uncommon it. thing? That's I the only thing about him I, that I respect. I think he's the only one in years, honestly. Or at least, he's definitely the so, only one right now. So he... So, you're right. Like It's like, I don't want to like anything about him. And there's very few things that I do. But honestly, the beard is a clear improvement. No, actually looking at the beard... It's fine. I don't know. But, I don't know. It looks like Rachel Ghoul. I'm no I mean, yes, it. we've been... Uh, no, 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 I know, but... Oh, sorry, Gary Peters it's, has... Uh, he has, like, a... What do you call it? When it's, like, very even but very short. He has that. Like like me, you mean? Like, like filled out stubble. Oh, 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 oh. Not like a beard, a but little it's like... Like, sh- like shaved to a two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't... I thought that the, like, razor guard that I use, like, it has numbers on it, and I know which one I like, but I, do, I can't tell if they correspond to that or not. No, they do. Okay. If, if there's numbers on your razor guard, it corresponds to like the standard like, Clipper lanes. He does look like Razal Gu, Ghoul, but like Raish, Raishal Ghoul, Raishal Ghoul, whatever. Anyway, that's the way it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, I he didn't does know look it was... better with it than without it. That's what I'm saying. Is it? It's because he has even if it's face. not good, it's an improvement. Just think about what's under. I will agree on that. Man. But also, like, all right, who else has good or bad facial hair? Who else has good or bad in, facial in hair? Congress? Just in general. In general, famous people. Famous people... Matthew McConaughey has bad facial hair. What? When does Matthew... The Chris Evans mustache I is pretty rough. I think it's him I'm thinking of, right? Beard. Matthew McConaughey. Are, are you talking about the look in True Detective? Oh, no, yeah. No, I see. It's pretty talking. bad. This... And he yeah, wore it like that for a while. The bushy beard that he has going on. I like Matthew McConaughey with some stubble. Yeah, the I beard is a bad look for him. Chris Evans, when he has facial hair, has just fucking great facial hair. Yeah, but the only mustache was so rough. I, mm, I it, it only enough. Yeah, but only because he's just like very good looking. Like I think it's like still look like it's like a dog shit look on all people. But much. like Chris, Chris Evans is full beard. Chris Evans, because the full beard works really well for him. I like it. Yeah. Keanu is questionable, but he makes it work for him. Diego Luna's mustache. Him and uh, Gael Garcia Pedro Bruno. Pascal. You ever notice Pedro oh, Pascal looks like, uh... Oh my gosh, what's that dude's name from the movies that were famous a long time ago? 
Could be any of them. Yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. Uh, he's got Johnson. the he's got the inverse inverse Hitler. No, uh, so the Hitler. Yeah, he does. He was just there Chaplin. first. Yeah. Why doesn't Why does Wikipedia not always show the cast immediately? Oh of my what? gosh, who is it? I don't want to what? tell you. I want. I don't want you. To, I just don't want you to. I, well, I'm not going to know what this movie is. Why is do you think Clark I know? Clark Gable. She do kind of look like Clark Gable though. Especially in Gone with the Wind. You don't believe me? Wait, no, let me no, find no, the no. picture. I'm looking up. I'm looking up. I'm gonna find the I look picture. Up the picture of Rhett Butler. No, this is no the one. God. Yeah, he absolutely like depending on that. Which, I know it's upside down, but look at that. Yeah, picture. yeah, that kind of looks like him. In some shots, not in every shot. When do we get a gun with Though the I will reboot say, with Pedro Pascal? When Matt Damon has a mustache, and I guess I'm the only person who see this, who sees this, but he looks a lot like my father. And well, then yes, you're the only me. one who would see that. Yes. I cannot comment well, on that. But even other people who know my dad, including my dad himself. Will not admit that Matt Damon with a mustache looks like him. I don't have a clear mental image of either. Bethany said no. Bethany's wrong. Dang. <laughs> like, there's this one... Like, look up Matt Damon, the informant. I can kind of... start our podcast. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, at this point, I'm like, I can kind of picture John's dad, but I cannot picture okay. beard okay, Matt kinda, Damon. Like, okay, imagine, imagine me with just a... With just a mustache. Oh, that and guy. Look at Matt Damon. That guy doesn't look unlike your Is dad. Is that just him from a... Uh, That's him from the informant. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, God, maybe. Man. Anyway, let's. Do if this I shit. if I yeah. blur my eyes, I I will get them mixed up. <laughs> oh boy, at least this he knows the facts. It. It's a fashion podcast about facial hair on male yeah. celebrities, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's also a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. Did we say our names in the order that we're going? It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, does because yeah, we did. Every, that happens every three times usually. I suppose it does. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, the chances of that happening Every six are, like, of both well, are random. Well, I mean, not necessarily, because it depends who says his name first. Well, wait, if there's me, me, Gabe... There's six ways you can order three objects, yeah, and it's completely so random. Yeah, so basically, we have, like, a one in... Well... Six. No, no, no it's not one in six. It's one in 36 chance. Mm-hmm. No, it's not, chance. because there's a one in six chance for each ordering, and there are six uh, orderings. No, no, no. But you've got to also factor in how it happens... There's the ordering of us out. saying it, and then the ordering of how we do it. So those are both independent events. You know, since we're talking about probabilities, this so feels they like multiply because they're independent. This feels like a really good time to get an update on them's the stats. That was such a good segue. Please do it, Chris. Oh my God! Don't let him down. Don't leave okay. him hanging. Well, I have it up, so it's fine. Excellent. Uh, where are we at? John, in third, with fifty-nine point two six percent. Gabe. <laughs> In second was sixty five point four eight percent, and is, as usual, this is ratio of correct, right? Yes, me at the top with seventy three point one seven. They call him right? they call him Chris four decimal places, not last name on podcast. Yeah, I changed my formatting. I had that really cool day where it was like extremely accurate, and then it like went back to two decimal points, and I don't know why I did that. Oh, no, it was I like mean, one day where it was like fifty eight point two six three. Oh, it just went to look like truncated. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, it was so much more fun that way. Oh, God. Yeah, I've gotten 60 correct so far. Well, that number just partially scales with how Can you believe that means we've this. done... One divided by 0. 0.7 of 60? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, but that's total facts. You yeah, it. divided by three. Do we what, what episode is this? Because then I can tell you how many... No, because we had like times where we did more because busting and stuff oh, like that's that. that's true. Do you count yeah, no. in those numbers the like user one, the listener ones, or not? Yeah, okay. listener ones. Because I was going to say that changes like how many episodes that corresponds to by a lot. Anyway. Exactly. 
Is it is it my turn? It is I you. Think it, yeah. It is, it is my time. Okay. Well, goodbye. Oh, Mr. And John rose up into the sky. All right. So, this, what I'm about to say is completely fact, and then I'll get into what I'm positing in a second. In 1995, on the occasion of the 100th anniversary of cinema, the Vatican compiled a list of 45 great films, <laughs> divided into three categories, religion, <laughs> values, and art. I just love 45 great films. Not amazing, just the great ones. Yes. Nothing super great, just things that, that are great. It's like the Pope watched a movie and he's like, that I like that great. one, guys. That Can great. we uh, put that one on the list? Yeah, you know, you got so like you got movies like Ben Hur, uh, Chariots of Fire, Fantasia over in art. Um, let's see, Nosferatu, two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, which is an interesting pick, I think, for the Vatican. For the Vatican, has yeah. the Pope seen. 2001 A Space Odyssey. I wouldn't be surprised if Pope Francis had seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. Because cause I have, and it, I don't know how, the how if you're the Pope, I don't know how you process that. <laughs> like, the, what a what a, what a time. Also, that another, movie. Another fun thing is I saw some marketing from the first year that 2001 A Space Odyssey was out versus the second year after it got picked up by the counterculture as like an a film that they liked. So the first one was like a grand epic of exploration and discovery and it was like, you know, astronauts on the moon, etc. And the second one was like psychedelic stuff. It was it was just a zoom in of, a, of an eye and like a film negative and it said the ultimate trip. Yep. <laughs> the, by the way, I want to point out that that first year the movie was out, I believe, 1968, right? I think so. Looks weirdly yeah, good yeah. given that. It's Kubrick. Yeah. You'd be surprised by that. God. Also, it's film. Yeah, it's, all it's films look really oh, good as oh, long as you have the originals yeah, and you can keep exactly. Yeah. If you've got the right print, it looks great. What I watched was probably re whatever, like a really good, film. a really good print. Yeah, yeah. Because um, film is higher definition than digital will ever get to, as long as the prints are good. Yeah, which is why some movies that were filmed on film look better on DVD than movies that were filmed in digital. Yeah, Galaxy Brain. I'm learning a lot. Um, so the fact. That the we are guessing that on the is that they made on. this list. No, no, no. That's that is an indisputable fact. Okay. Oh, that's a freebie. That's Holy a freebie. shit! Okay, because I was about, I was gonna believe that that they made this list. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you a film that was included on the religion list. Okay, I was gonna say, are you gonna give us a category? Right. It's are, The Exorcist, isn't it? It's not The Exorcist, but a film that was included on the religion list was The Blues Brothers. <laughs> The Blues Brothers has been heralded as a classic Catholic film about two men on a mission from and God. And The Exorcist isn't? Because they're on a mission from God. Oh. They're on a mission from God and trying to do good and improve the lives of their of the Catholic orphanage that they grew up at. I was, okay, I haven't seen The Blues Brothers yeah, the, in like the a decade. Is, is, there a, is there any other religious reference? Is The Godfather on there? No, The Godfather is not on there. Okay. And I think they have some problems with The Godfather Part 3 because of its entire... Vatican tax scandal True plot line. Bus, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the argument is that... The, the, I mean, the element is they were raised by a nun at a Catholic orphanage and they're yeah. trying to make 2000 Is Sister Act 2 on this list? Sister Act 2 is not on this list. <laughs> what about Sister Act 1? N- neither of the Sister Acts it still sounds are fake. on this list. But, like, I'll give you some that are on the religion list. You've got uh, The Passion of Joan of Arc, of course. Uh, you've got... Hunchback of Notre Dame? No. Uh, that would actually kind of yeah. Flowers of St. Francis Ben-Hur Andre Rublev you know 
classics. And then for an example of what's maybe on the uh, values list, you've got 1982's Gandhi. You've got Bicycle Thieves. Seventh Seal, Schindler's List, Rome Open City. It's a Wonderful Life. Which, okay. Side note, it's a Wonderful Life isn't that great of a movie. It just got really popular because it was in the public domain. But I get what they're going for. Um, and then art, you've got Metropolis, Modern Times, Nosferatu, Fantasia, Citizen Kane, eight and a half. So you've got like a wide list of movies okay. just out there. Oh, Wizard of Oz as well. Um, on which one? Oh, art, you said. On, on the art list. Okay. So, but, so my what I'm positing is that because... Wait, the original? Oh, sorry. I was thinking Narnia. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. continue. So what I'm positing here is that the Blues Brothers is on the religion list due to its elements of faith and acceptance of God's message. Hmm. It's got a little too much jive in, though. What I'm trying to... I think my hinge here, my, my pivoting, like, bit is... How much of a sense of humor the Vatican typically has? Because I think this is this is like well within the realm of like we mean this a little bit, but we're mostly being tongue in cheek. But like, would they do something like that? That's what I don't know. And my feeling is it it might depend on who the Pope is. What year did you say the list came out? This was ninety five, so this would have been under John Paul II. Okay, I don't know anything about him. I just know that the current one is considered you, more like chill kind of. John Paul modern. II, while he had a somewhat conservative agenda, was also well known for like opening up and preaching to everyone. Not so much as Pope Francis yeah. was. He's a, he was a little more traditional than Pope Francis, but he was thought of kind of as the people's pope for a long Man, time. I don't remember when he died, but I remember remembering he died. It was in, like, sixth grade. I know this because we watched the Conclave footage in our classroom because we were in Catholic school. What is the Conclave footage? Like, the burial or whatever? No, no, no. Sixth grade for you? Sixth grade for me. Yeah. Sounds early. That'd be fifth grade for you, right, Chris? Sixth grade for me, that would be 2005. Yeah, 2005. Um, I'm pretty sure it was 2005 because I remember... You're watching for the smoke. That's what you're doing. Yeah, because that's when they picked the new guy. It was 2005. Okay. Yeah, when they uh, picked Pope Benedict or Joseph Ratzinger. I forgot that John Paul I just, like, was the... He was the Pope for, like, a month, maybe? He was, like, the Zachary Benjamin of... Or what was it? Benjamin ben- Harrison. Benjamin Henry Harrison, <laughs> yeah. Oops. I, I also didn't realize... William Henry Harrison. Yeah, uh... Yeah, either him or Benjamin Harrison was the one who lived, like, no, five it was, seconds. It was William Henry Harrison. I'm pretty sure... Yeah, be- there wasn't a Benjamin Harrison. I there's been no, 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 there definitely was because I had to do a book no. report on him once. Or was it Zachary Taylor? That's a Zachary guy. Taylor That's a dude who was president. His... I think Zachary Taylor was his <laughs> I'm vice so president. Dumb. I'm so what? dumb. What? I meant to search, like, who served as president for the least amount of time, but all I searched was shortest president. Uh... And now I just have a list of all the presidents <laughs> in order. No, 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 I know the answer to this, actually. I think it's James Madison. It is, 5'4". Yeah. That was actually the height I had in my head, too. Dude yeah. was so little. Abraham Lincoln yeah, was the tallest. Keep in mind, like... How? Wait, so he was the tallest, and he was in the 1860s. 6'4". 6'4", 6'5", yeah. Damn. Yeah. Trump's in the top three, even though this is not true. Trump is really tall. Yeah. He's not as tall as he says he is, though. That's yeah, true. but he only lies by, like, an inch. No, he lies by more than that. Really? He has his, Trump his, always lies by a lot. His height is listed as six foot three, and Obama is six one. But in all the pictures of him and Obama, they're the yeah, same Obama height. Is certain, yeah. Okay. I thought he was like six. Yeah. Like Trump six wears lift shoes. You can tell by how he what, like stands that he wears lift shoes. That's I. That's that's. You're already six feet tall. I'm I'm five foot six, and I don't do that. So like, calm down, man. Anyway, um, I okay like. Shortest serving president was William Henry Harrison. After a month, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a... 
I like that there is a, a Pope analog to that. Um, I, mm. This is the deepest thought I've ever put into the, like... The Vatican. <laughs> well, well, not the... Maybe, but the, like... The, like, demeanor of it. Like, how much they're willing to do jokes and stuff. Hmm. Maybe people just don't like their president being too tall all the time. They, maybe they get intimidated by it. Also, I didn't realize Taft was just a gigantic person. Just huge in general. Was he like six foot? I thought four? he was just short and big, but he, he's like six foot. No, the tallest president was Abraham Lincoln at six foot. Well, so when you're saying, oh, well, people don't want their president to be too tall, I feel like that at that height, you're not going much above, like, realistically. I think there's a good difference between six foot and, like, six two, six four. No, I'm saying, like... I think that's where you go from, like, oh, he's tall to, like, oh, he's tall. I, oh, so you're saying most presidents have not been much over six foot, if Almost at all. Almost all of them, like, hover at 5'11 to six foot. Yeah. For, like, the great majority of them. I mean, honestly, have you ever met someone who's, like, six, like, ten? It's like, it's like, you're almost like, okay, this is like a little weird at this point. Like, I don't know who the tallest person I've ever met is, but I've met people who are like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, mm. Yeah, jeez. Um, I'd have to look up his height. The tall per- tallest person I ever met was Kevin Garnett, I think. I once had the opportunity in theory to, to take a picture with Shaq. In, he's in the area, but I didn't go. 6'11". Holy shit, yeah. 6'11", oh my god. Did he have his black opal with him at the time? I don't think so, No? No. No. You know, he really was feeling that gem. Okay, bud. I haven't seen that movie, but I at least got where you were going with it, and that's why I gave you such a deadpan answer. Yeah, is, that, is, that, is that. that an uncut gem or yes. something? Yeah, okay, I'll watch that it. Gem, man. I'll watch it eventually. He's feeling that gem. I, I pre-ordered it, so like we can have a, hmm. we can have Ooh, a we podcast could. movie night. Okay, let's think about this now. Blues Brothers. This is how I believe. Vatican Idols. Does this make them eligible to be popes? Uh, the Blues I'm Brothers or, so, like, Dan Aykroyd? So that depends if Dan Aykroyd or John Belushi is Catholic. Because te- technically, very technically, and this is very old canon law, so it's not really applied anymore. Any Catholic can be Pope? Any Catholic male above the age of seven can be Pope. Above They're the also both dead, so, like, that no, probably... No, Dan Aykroyd's alive. Really? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yes. Dan Aykroyd is very much alive. I thought I thought very he was thriving. I thought he died like three or four oh, years ago. No, no. Damn. Dan Aykroyd. What's good to know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of shitty about the Ghostbusters reboot, but like everyone was. I I actually thought that movie was like kind of fine, and I feel like even people who defended it were like, it's not going to be good. It's just weird to like be that mad about it. I have no problem with it. I was just bored as hell with it. I, like I, that's I a re- that's the reasonable it. take, like yeah. to me. <laughs> I, um. Chris is giving a very pensive look with his I'm face and eyes. Because I'm thinking Blues Brothers. Yeah, I'm, I honestly am too, because I don't know why, but like the scene that immediately pops into my head always from the Blues Brothers is when they go to like that diner and like hit up their old friend. I don't even remember why Like at this point. Matt Guitar Murphy? Like, Maybe. And, uh, they they yeah, order no, no, like no, some weird-ass order at the Matt diner, Matt Guitar Murphy. Right? It's a dry white toast. Yeah, and that's how and, he knows uh, his name, yeah. Four fried chickens and a Coke. So yeah, yeah. The Blues yeah. Brothers like to get down. But Catholics like it when you want to get up and Go. get down, and then get back up and then get back down. To which I would right? say, I don't they have that uh, evangelical church service with lots of dancing. Oh, yeah. sort of. So in the Blues Brothers. I, I, oh, I have a t- here's here's an an entirely true f- fact. A good friend of mine in high school, her dad was the bassist for James Brown. Okay. At the time, that's actually how her parents met because her mom was a dancer for James Brown. Um, but that's an even better. Story. Yeah, even better. So he's in the Blues Brothers, and he has a. 
cast Anakin. signed poster in their house. He's he's a he. Well, he was the bassist in James Brown's band in the boot in the Blues Brothers. But is it signed Blues Brothers Catholic Idols? You see, the the recognition of them as Catholic Idols didn't happen until '95. Mm, okay. Hmm. Well. So. First of all, okay, have any of you seen the movie Rubber with this, the fucking movie about the stupid yes, tire? It's such Harmony a good Corinne, movie. I have not. Okay. I, I, Harmony Corinne is a blind spot for me, which I, I need it. to fix because The Beach Bum is on Hulu and I'm pretty sure Spring Breakers. Chad will watch Gummo with you anytime. Um, I love Rubber. God. I'm, I'm, in my head, somehow, the Blues Brothers feels halfway between <laughs> Baby Driver and Rubber. No, not quite. <laughs> not really. In the sense that it, it a bunch of weird shit happens and they drive around a lot. <laughs> Okay, maybe. Wait, shit, guys. Harmony Corinne didn't make rubber. Revoke my film bro card. Sorry, bud. I mean, I, mean, I think I, that I by not that. knowing who made that movie, you actually get an extra film bro card. Because, like, I'm not saying the movie's bad, but I feel like it's, like, the one people think Wait, of as, make, like, a weird movie. Who who made this? I Because I control left his Wikipedia. Quentin Dupuis. I don't know. I was the only sober person in the room when I watched this, this movie. Anyway, let's... I, I think guess. I'm uh I mean oh why is this one so hard? Like this is a weirdly hard one. I'm just gonna I'll just go with it. I'm gonna go with false. I was leaning in that direction, I'm gonna do it too. Alright, this is false, Whew. but it is true in some ways. What? So the the fact the is fact it like that a it's runner up the, the fact that it is on the list is false. But in 2010, the Vatican newspaper did release an article calling it a Catholic classic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so it's not... It's worse. It's yeah. almost, this is, like, not true of that movie. Like, I don't know a lot about Catholicism or the Blues Brothers, but I feel like the Venn diagram has a very narrow middle. Now, in 2012, they walked that back and, did, and called it a modern classic. They didn't call it a Catholic classic. Okay. But they, you know. That's a hu- That's a pivot from, like, the bizarre to, like, back. just objectively true. Like, it is kind of a modern classic. You know the fact the Vatican almost never walks back, but the one thing they do <laughs> is, is their the- review of the Blues Brothers. <laughs> do you think, like, Dan Aykroyd, like, do you think he was a little hurt? <laughs> I really dove, do love, like, uh, bringing uh, facts like these in where it's, like, yeah, it's not entirely true, but the truth is even weirder. It is. That, I think that truth is weirder. <laughs> okay, Gabe. Okay. Um, man, this, this is, this is going to be a uh, 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 different kind of fact in the sense that it's not that weird. It's just like kind of cool and maybe true or not. So, rats, parentheses, animal. Um, Buttigieg. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not him. Um, maybe distinctly not him, given what the fact is. Rats, parentheses, the acclaimed song by metal band Ghost. I've never listened to that band, actually. But, um, but, uh, rats have been, uh, have been shown in a number of studies, including one specific one that was designed to test this specifically, to have altruistic behavior in the sense that they will save other drowning rats, even over treats. If they have to pick, I feel like there's no way because there was that other study where the rat just ate each other. There's a that depends what they're exposed to though. So the so that I'll, one was they didn't get food and they ate each other and then cardboard. So I'll give you the I'll give you the study. I'll give you what the study was actually. So um, the the reason they did this study was that the initial studies that where people thought like we might be seeing altruism in rats was like. They had a they they had them open a door to let them out of like a thing like an enclosed little room 
but they thought that maybe they were only doing that because they are like they're actually weirdly social animals so they were craving like companionship and that was the only motive mm -hmm. so then the test that they did to for the altruism thing to sort of get rid of the like companionship factor was it was that they had them so they had another a rat and they could see another rat drowning and then it had two doors and one somehow let it stop the drowning and the other one had chocolate in it so then they were no they but it didn't necessarily even let them hang out with the other rats so they kind of got rid of the the companionship uh mm -hmm. motive um and in in about it's the number was 50 to 80 percent of the rats ish tend to choose the helping the other rat instead of the chocolate the minority of the rats pick the chocolate interesting I think the study I was thinking of was the one that was like, rats will eat each other as long as they're with other rats that also want to eat rats. <laughs> that's probably true of people, and that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, it was like basically mob yeah. mentality for rats. Yeah. I mean, this makes total sense because rats are pretty social creatures. I'm pretty sure it's, they... That is, I will give you as a fact because I know have about like, rats. They yeah. have like colony structures. Yeah, they're... Like, that is the thing that the, the ratatouille did in fact get right. Yeah. Really? I haven't seen that. Rats, so that... Little, did, little known fact, they are also really good chefs. Yeah, so, so you eat a cheese, you just eat a strawberry. That's jazz, baby. One of the one of the things. This is also like a free rats are one of those pets where if you keep them as pets, you can't have only one. They are social enough that you can't keep a alone one as a pet. They do get sad. Yeah, uh, same thing is true of a lot of rodents. Actually, don't get a lone guinea pig, everybody. Yeah, it's illegal in France to only have one guinea pig. Yeah, it's uh, a good few countries. Yeah, I I knew someone that had a lone guinea pig, and I always felt weird about it because I knew about that law already at the time. Um, but yeah, rats have a fairly strong sense of, of like altruism. God, I hate how much of my response to this question is going to be based on the, based on the seminal Brad Bird animated film, Stop. Ratatouille. It was fun. First of all, Brad Bird is an excellent director, and Ratatouille is maybe the best Pixar Ratatouille's film. Ratatouille's fine. It's a No, fine. you're wrong. It's the best Pixar film. It's probably my hottest take about a film. Not really. But I haven't seen it, it's but fine. Monsters, Inc. is such a good Pixar movie, I feel like Monsters, it's like Inc. has been in Ratatouille. No, it's not. It's not. First of all, you guys need to watch the entire Brad Bird canon. Just do it. Um... Consider this is the man who directed that the Iron Giant disowned me and the Incredibles and Incredibles Two. Really, and the dude made Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. I mean, Incredibles I've seen Two is the Incredibles movies. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're so entirely wrong. Have you not seen the lighting in Ratatouille? It's, the lighting doesn't make it a better movie. The, it could be a better. It does on some it's levels. It's so beautifully crafted. It's a good it movie. Is, it, every working piece makes moving piece fits together. Is it better than Coco? Gels together. Yeah. Wow. I would say that Coco does a lot, and Coco makes me cry more than Ratatouille does, but I think Ratatouille is Ratatouille is not is a sad film. Up isn't that great. Okay, what's the best Pixar film in your eyes? Ratatouille. I, I've said that several times. Do you think Ratatouille... The second best is Coco. Do you think Ratatouille, the movie, has been mentioned more times at this point in time than the dish that it's named after? I, well, in America. No, there's no way. In America, it has. I know. In the rest of the world, in, in France specifically, certainly not. I, I, would, I would put a monetary bet that I know more people who have seen the movie than have eaten the food. I did make the food after watching the movie last time. I actually and I made said, it in the style of the... Uh, I had it in a place one time. Yeah, I made it in the style of the movie, too, with like the layering. What a lame spiral. sentence. I had it in a place one time. I actually don't know what, what it really entails. I've actually not seen the movie or had the food. Uh, So it's... Actually, so it's... A rustic stew. It's basically like 
a tomato soup with chunks of squash, zucchini, eggplants. I actually love onion. like a good like thick stew kind of soup. Yeah. yeah. So this this one, the way that they make it in the movie is they have the tomato base and then they they thin slice each of the vegetables and layer them going around in a circle. So uh-huh. I made it that way with the with it over the sauce. It's really and this is don't it's very good on its own. You got to make sure you salt it properly. It can be even better if you broil just a bit of cheese on top of it, like some Gruyere. I think you could... I don't think that's unreasonable at all. You had a look on your face like, I'm about to be judged, and it's like... Oh, French people would judge me, I think. (laughs) I don't fucking care if they would. (laughs) Honestly, you could have said that about any food as a base, and you you would hit, like, half the time. I'm just saying, like, think about Anton Ego's office. The way that it's shaped like a coffin, the typewriter shaped like a skull. Brad Bird lives in those little details. You know what his... He, he oh has such an innovative animation practice. Because at the time... At the time, the predominant animation paradigm when he was making Iron Giant and when he was working as an animator at Disney before that was that everyone takes a character in the movie, which is why a lot Chris of Chris is laughing and I'm so into this. Don't have, like, the same animation styles. Like, they have... They move kind of disjointedly. That's why, like, the raccoon and Pocahontas move entirely differently. On Iron Giant, what he did is he, instead of having each animator take a character, he had each animator take a scene. So each scene had a unitary style to it. The movement was the same, and it carried throughout the movie, and the style served what was happening in the scene, not just the characters. So Brad Bird, when he's making a movie, he's thinking about serving the entire film, not just the character that's there at the moment. Did the rat ever get to eat the food in the movie? Yes, yes, that was... The rat made and ate the food. Did Hell the rat yeah. save another rat instead of eating Instead food? of eating the food? I think another rat saved him. I think and his family saved him. Yeah, his colony, his colony saved him instead of eating the food and made the food, in fact. Oh, and that reminds me. Another, like, this, I promise, this one, this part's true. Ch- uh, chocolate is safe for rats. They're not, like, dogs or whatever. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's apparently, like, good for the respiratory system, which makes no sense to me. I want to give my rats some chocolate. Well, you, you don't rats have rats. First. Yeah. No, but I have chocolate. <laughs> and and you get rats, you be dogs self, and three cats <laughs> that can't eat it. Yeah. I guess you have the you know us that can eat it. Two dogs and two cats. Is chocolate? Oh wait a minute. Wait, is chocolate toxic to cats too? I think it is. To be no, honest, I also think they're not just really. I haven't seen your cats in a long time because when I'm here, you have to put them away. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well. I. I believe this. I am going to say true. Because of the seminal Brad Bird film, Ratatouille. <laughs> I just think it makes sense. It does make sense. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No shit, yeah. So it's it's a study, I forget the university that did it, but seriously, they had they had rats have to choose between saving another one from uh, from drowning, I guess ostensibly not really, because they would, you know, but like mm-hmm. from, they, they had to choose between your drowning buddy or the chocolate, and like 50 to 80% are like, I'm going to save the other rat. And the, the... The context in which I heard this come up was like, if you don't care about other people, you must really suck. Because yeah. <laughs> even rats. Even rats figured it out. Um, uh, but just, man, that makes me feel bad about the rat at the end of The Departed. Like, justice for him. I feel, I feel like... Uh, did anybody else... Um, <laughs> I've never seen Chris. this movie. I broke Chris. That's such an underrated joke. <laughs> I have a weird... I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't really get the joke. But I have a, I have a great um, rat in a movie scene that threw me off. Um, give, give it to me. 
Uh, have you seen um, the remake of Stephen King's It that came out about three years ago? Yes, I have. Okay. I own it. Oh, do you? I thought it was like just okay. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, no, I, I really enjoyed the first one. The second one I didn't see didn't need to happen. So there's a scene in the first one where they go into like the old house for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the camera pans to like some rats to be like, oh, look at this like old house where the rats live now. But it, it the way that the camera like work is done it looks like like the rats are the focus of the shot and you're supposed to like expect something to happen with the rats and for like a solid five minutes i was like okay when are we getting back to the rats and like they just it just it was just how they shot the scene like the rats were not important they did not listen to Chekhov's rules about rats. About Chekhov's you rats. You introduce a rat in the first act, it has to bite someone. It has Come to, on. yeah, it has to eat cheese by the... Oh, man. Well, all right. now go. let's follow Chekhov's well, rule well, Hold on, hold on, hold no! on. No! I just have one more thing to say. Oh, that was such a good segue. It was a really good oh, segue. Literally, let John say his thing and then just say yours again. Just He'll go and then just say it again. About Ratatouille, which oh. is that it does... That the entire scene where he's running through the apartments in Paris is a love letter to Paris and cinema. Because of the shadows on the wall. That was good, but I'm serious. You could just do your thing again. Yeah, do your thing again. Yeah. No, we're just gonna go do it. All right. <laughs> Have you ever tried to listen to actual play podcasts only to find out they sound like this? <laughs> Here at Green Mountain Mysteries, we have the solution. We are an actual play podcast that takes it very seriously. And also one of our players is a butt doctor. We swear it's good. Green Mountain Mysteries, every Wednesday on Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Okay, it is my turn. Do you guys know what we used to do before we said cheese for pictures? Just do it. We didn't smile. Just fucking take the damn picture? No, we didn't smile because it was harder to, like... But what did we say? We didn't say anything because we didn't smile. Three, two, one. Or is it true that we actually used to say prune for all pictures? Prune. Until cheese was... Prune. Let me finish the fact. We used to say prune for all pictures to hold that specific... Like mouth, mouth shape. shape. Until the use of cheese for pictures to portray a unique or a genuine smile was popularized by FDR. That's my fact. Prune. Are there any... Okay. But think about saying just, the way... We do, you're not doing it like you would do cheese, though. So like, when you say cheese, you go... Cheese. When you say prune, prune, you go prune. I was thinking where the e at the end prune. too. So prune. like you can't say prune like that. Prune. Is there? Okay. Is, Welcome to those effects where we say the word prune while prune. making faces in a it window. Just, but no, no, you just wouldn't make a face. Make a face prune. though, because because pictures used to take so long. People just but like to get your. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily see che- you don't have to say cheese the whole time. You say like cheese. Cheese. So I think so. There's two. There's two halves to this, and I want to clarify that like both of them are to be guessed rather than one being a given. Because there's the half that's we switched the word, and there's the half that's would you say Franklin Roosevelt did it was the one who did it. Are you are you giving one of those for free? Are you saying that as a bundle? I'm, it's fine it's either a way. I just we want to clarify. Say prune and, and then it switched because of him. And FDR is credited by a lot of people as popularizing the use of cheese. Hmm. As what you do now. 
Because, like, one thing is, like, I don't think it's that hard to believe that a, that a president did that. Even though it's weird that, like, something that small would be, like, related to a president, they have a lot of, like, you know, like, influence and people know what they're saying and doing. So that part, like, kind of tracks. Um, hmm. The pr- and also, if I, had to, if I had to make up a word that I imagine people pre-1900 saying, it's prune. Um, just not not for photos, just in general. Because, um, I mean, I do think there is something to be said for FDR popularizing smiling on, on film. Yeah, and because especially, like, he was... You see pictures of FDR, he's always smiling. And you know what? Hearing out here, also, like, so he, he was president, what, like, 1910s? No. What? Are you, what? Wait. Are you mixing up Theodore and Franklin? No. You are. FDR. He was the president from... Like, 19... the New Deal. Yeah, New Deal, World War Two, Perhaps the greatest president we've ever had. Um, oh, you're right, you're right. Like, th- Either way, though, like, if it was before, like, 50s, maybe, like, when did, when did photography become so available that everybody knew about it? Like, 50 or 60 years prior? Like, it was still... The word that you say when you smile would have still been in flux, to be honest. Until, like... The camera had been around for a while. It could change again. It could change to a different food item. And we don't... We're, we're still only 130 Bees. years out. Yeah. Bees. Well, that's not a food item. Uh, hold on. But it doesn't have to be a food item. Honey. No, that was... I, the face you made Honey. doing that proved that it's not a good word for it. Bees was good. You gotta, can't eat bees, though, yeah. You can eat trees. Kinda. And also, there are dogs that... Broccolis. Dogs eat bees a lot. It doesn't end well for them, though. You ever see those pictures of the dog that ate a bee? Oh. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's always, a, like, a little bit sad until you realize, like, if they were taking that picture and they're not a totally awful person, the dog was probably gonna be fine. <laughs> what if we use money, please? Oh, God, no. You, you did a surprisingly good impression there of, like, the money, face please. that, uh, money, what's her name, Jenny please. Slate, is that, that she does for the character when she does that? Money, please. Man, that show, that show ended, like, five years ago. That's weird. God, it, it bugs me every day to think about it because it's, like, it... It's weird because you think about the, like, 2017 episodes. Like, the, the 2015 episodes were set in 2017. Yeah. And, like, it did get some of the stuff right. <laughs> I can't remember them anymore, so I don't remember. Other than the, the prevalence of, like, the weird startup guys, I remember that. Oh, and that yeah. definitely stuck. I think the key here... Key. Fuck. <laughs> is I... I gotta just... Like, there's no way to logic it out. I gotta I, just feel I can't. it. Yeah. Um, prune. I'm, I'm, I'm still, like, looking at my reflection in the window saying, prune. Prune. See, but it's just, it's just a neutral face. Prune. Prune. Maybe that's what they wanted up until that point. But I don't, and then I don't they realized like the, the appeal of, like, having your mouth slightly open. Prune. It doesn't make your mouth slightly open. At the end, prune. Prune. When you get in sound, your lips tighten together. Prune. Prune. You don't say prune like that mm. in real life. You're just prune. you're like you're like exaggerating. Prune. Yeah, you don't prune. do that. The way I the way prune. I do the n is like a flat prune. It's really hard to describe need. the shape of your mouth for different need. syllables without need. Like imagine saying the word need, right? Your lips come together, and then when you get to the e, they open after that. Like need. 
need. need. You see how like you're but like so you're need. saying that, well you see I don't understand the need of a word to get you to close your mouth. Like it's I, just to get you in the muscle memory just, of it. I've never had it either. Even like, even living in the post okay? cheese era as I have. Here's here's what I would say. Right, imagine I'm a Victorian era. Just imagine I'm a super hot Victorian woman. Okay. Weird mental image, but I'm gonna have to hold it for a second. I'm I'm trying here. I so. gotta pose for my picture, and the Vogue is like this very specific tight lip look. Right. Mm-hmm. If you just think about it, if I go like, okay, I'm gonna make that look. Here's what I end up at. That's not right. But if I go like prune, see, it like re- it like reset me into it. I don't buy this prune. One. I'm 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 with false on this one. All right. The thing that's pulling me is just all those pictures of people from around that time period where they're not smiling. So I think I'm gonna go true and kind of just that'll be my tiebreaker. It's like that and being that you know we'll have one and one. It'll be fun. All right, I'm gonna go true. So you are false mm-hmm. and you are true. Yeah. Gabe gets it. Damn. Okay. I was oh. I was genuinely about 50-50 and just decided to have one and one like for the fun of it. So I, uh. During the Victorian era, photographers would often say the expression, say prunes, in order to get the tight-lipped look they were going for. Smiles during this time were only captured on children and peasants or drunks. If they're drunk, that's not on purpose. They're just drunk, dude. You like, I like whoever wrote this article. You can't just say only the drunks smile. Like God. that has nothing. You can't. You, it's not like you take a photo of someone and you're like, hey, you're you seem drunk. Can you smile? <laughs> God. So, as for the cheese FDR thing, which you didn't talk super much about, but <clears throat> one of the first references ever in a recorded printing about using the use of cheese as a smiling pose was in the Big Spring Herald in 1943 when Ambassador Joseph E. Davies said that he got the idea from FDR and that's where everyone he knew also got it from. And that was the first recorded print talking about using cheese. The, the first recorded <laughs> attribution to FDR is... No, no, no. Like, in text, someone talking about doing cheese... The first time that was ever talked about in a print medium as a thing people do. The person said, FDR told Told me to do it and everyone else. But at no point did anyone ask him if it was his idea. No. And and forever they can. So that's why I worded it the way I did, which is, that's like one of the big things that they think it was. Because it's, a lot of people attribute it to him. Because it's a, it's like like a, it's like like a popularly attributed to rather than like, we're pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of. John's mad. I, I'm mad at this, and I'm also mad at another thing. Oh, okay. John Wait. Ed. When you say you're mad, when you, the non-other thing, the this, are you saying you're annoyed at the fact that we used to have to say prune for fun? Yes, I actually think that's actually, pretty reasonable to be it. pissed about. It's pretty gross. Like, I don't prune. dislike a prune every now and again, but I don't want to be picturing one where I'm supposed to be, like, prune. posing. I don't know if I've ever had one. They're fine. They're kind of not amazing. You ever have, like, an apricot? Imagine I've had apricot preserves on a pub sub. Imagine dark apricots on a chicken tendies pub sub. Chicken. Oh, the are you talking about the Falcons the pub sub? sub? No, that was peach preserves. Oh. I actually that was actually my favorite pub sub, you have and to it ask was what limited time. They and have when you go, that's the hot tip. Man, every time I think about the fact that I know the difference between preserves and and jelly and jam, I'm like, damn, this is the most like. I feel so accomplished. Isn't the difference just preserves have actual fruit in them? Yeah. 
Yeah, because I bought preserves instead of jam by accident. Now when I make toast, I just have fruit chunks on your food. <laughs> Blue-ray chunks. I feel like toast. that's kind of fun, right? It's kind of fun. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that's okay. John, you look so mad at me. I'm not mad at you. It's fine. Well, <laughs> we're, we're about to find out. Um, well, do we have listener ev- uh, facts? Because we should. Okay. I listener facts singular. It's I- from this weird person named Bethany. Oh. Uh, and she said, one of the most common chemotherapy drugs comes from tree bark. And then it says Pacific yew bark was first extracted in the 60s by researchers and validated by a mouse model. Whoa, a mouse model. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like penthouse for mouse? Anyway, in the late 70s, it slows sh- cell division by stabilizing... This is so many words I don't understand. Dynamic microtubule growth. And it was then made into a chemotherapy drug and is used to treat cancer now. Oh, okay. So this is, this is going to be a little... Slightly unusual, but I've heard something about this I, being a weird drug. I like, kind of have too, I think. But I can't remember if what the weird source was. So I don't think that actually like fully busts the fact. And on some level, I'm inclined to just be like, I don't count here. Because I, I remember it being that it's something weird, but I don't know if it was tree bark. You know, it could have been like shark Poison scale. ivy. Yeah, like for all I fucking know. Um, I feel like... That is what's gonna eventually happen. Is that like the true cure for cancer is something that's like the stupidest, most deadly thing in the world? But it was vermilk the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like um, okay. Turns out if you inject, I don't even know if you inject lava into your veins. No, that's cancer. not gonna fly. Not you never know. That's just molten salts, it's my friend. Genetically engineered lava that only heats up cancer cells. Mm. That's that's high level of brain shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Genetically engineer a non organic compound for sure. Not right now. <laughs> not in the year three thousand. Not with that attitude. Um, pretty cool, but we live underwater. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. This the John. This is a spinoff where we're all in SpongeBob. It's a SpongeBob <laughs> spinoff. SpongeBob is set in a. Well, no, it wasn't after the movies. The movies went away with that theory. Never mind. Yeah, it was yeah. It was Plural simply, movies. Originally, it was thought to be post-apocalyptic, well, right? Yeah, but then Bikini people Atoll. said maybe what actually happened is it's what happened because of the Bikini Atoll experiments. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it, I thought. That's what it was, and then he, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether to. I'm just gonna say, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna answer because I don't want to give any information about how confident I am or am not, based on like my vague memory that this is the weird thing from the that the drug is made out of. I I'm saying yes, and I don't think I, but I don't think I want this counted for my stats. Unless you're right. No, even if it's <laughs> no, right, no, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna commit now. Don't count this. One yeah, right. me too. Me I'm too. I'm gonna say true, but that's cool. I won't count it if none of us count. Okay. It. Yes. Uh, it is true. Okay, I was like eighty twenty that it was the tree bark, so I just wanted to not say it. Dave, I okay. Think, I think we literally learned this fact at the same time. I where this was like months ago, and I think I told you because I was like, ah, they're not gonna use it. I just got around to it. It's like October, I want to say. Taxol. Yeah, I actually have a bit of uh, a point of curiosity about this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask after because we gotta. I guess we're about to wrap up. Um, yes, we are. Yeah. So, we are a part of the Pocket Podcast Network. Shows on the network include Sorted, The Ghoul Tank, Green Mountain Mysteries. Check those out. PocketPodcastNetwork.com. Chris is doing a weird hand motion. Not... For simultaneous catch. Thank you. Uh, well, and no dice. I just I didn't figure we were going to list all of them every and time. Steampunks. Um, and home viewing. That's that's all of them. Yeah. And um, 
Chris is Chris is I'm doing these hand motions and they're making me more confused rather than less what he wants <laughs> me to say. I was trying to mime all the shows. Oh, oh, that you were doing a good attempt at just anyway. <laughs> um, intro and outro music is Never Far by James Hunter USA. Currently now, now known as the, the new, new weirdos. weirdos. Currently now, or new, new weirdos, not new weirdos. The new yeah. weirdos. Oh, it's there's no the. There's no the. It's the I, new weirdos. I like that. I don't like the's and band names. Sorry, Thanks. Chris. Um, Woof. Woof. Uh, I actually thought you were just organ machines, not the organ. No, machines. it's a common misconception. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> this, but, the, the, for those for those of you who don't know, because we have we've mentioned it a couple of times, Chris is in two pretty good bands that have the in the name. That I <laughs> you hate to see it. Um, and one ba- pretty good band that does not have the in the name. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that would also be a nice segue if y'all have anything personal to plug. But I guess maybe not the moment. Um, no. Yeah. Just just listen to Chris's music. Yeah. Sure. Just, just do it. Right. The, the figure in the organ machines and effuse effuse effuse. Yeah, my s's are weird. Oh, okay. When this episode comes out, the next episode of Home Viewing will be about Inception. So, I think that's gonna be a very fun episode and definitely a fun movie to watch. Just any excuse, you know. So it is a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I think we're, we've done it. <laughs> we have, in fact, done we've it. We've done it. Uh, this has been Them's with Facts. Uh, Until next time, don't believe everything you hear.